welcome back to what's on our screens everyone um it's oscar season so we have a very special oscar podcast um ready that we're recording right now for everyone um i want to thank um professor justin rollins for joining me it's great to be here ryan uh yeah. on the the friday before the big show the big dance yeah yeah i'm i'm i've I don't think I've been excited for an Oscars like this before, which is weird. It's just like the first time that I've been uh, been really excited for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, slated to be a, a I think a very interesting um, a very interesting broadcast given everything that's happened, and we'll we'll obviously be talking about about that a bit more. But uh, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly slated to be different yeah different is different <laughs> is definitely a good description um so we're recording the friday before and we're gonna just be quickly going over our picks what we think the the show is going to be like and then we'll sort of reconvene after the show and kind of talk about what we thought about the results um do you want to just start there do you want to just start it what we the our picks for the show yeah yeah story that uh we've got here is actor in a leading role so the the nominees are javier bardem for being the ricardos benedict cumberbatch power of the dog andrew garfield tick tick boom will smith king richard and denzel washington the tragedy of macbeth ryan which uh who do you have here in this category um I have Will Smith. Um, everything I'm seeing, everything I'm hearing is that he's just running a really great campaign and it's kind of everybody loves Will and it's kind of like and it's time Oscar and the performance was really good as well. So I think it'll be really great to see him up there. I agree. I also have Will Smith for, for King Richard. I, I mean, I, I always have a soft spot in my heart for Denzel. I think Denzel should be nominated uh, every, every time he does a movie, um, with the exception of the uh, a recent film they called The Little Things, which is one of the worst films yeah. I've ever seen. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a, a, a Denzel uh, super fan. So, but you're right. I mean, Will Smith, gives an absolutely incredible jaw-dropping performance and i think you're right that it's you know as with um as with uh, all of these oscar categories we also have to think about the campaign and kind of where the trend seems to be going and he's been consistently doing well at other award shows um and you're right too that i think it's it's also a recognition that he's been turning out fantastic work for years and this is a recognition not only of this performance, but just his legacy as a, a screen performer. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, speaking of running a good campaign, um, the next uh, category, actor in a supporting role, um, Troy Kotzer has done just that. It really seemed like Cody Smith McPhee was kind of the front runner and now it seems like it's flipped Detroit so um I think that's where that category is going to go he gave a really good speech at a previous award show I don't remember which one but um I think that his campaign has sort of pushed him up front even though um I think you you could argue that I think Cody Smith McPhee gives a better performance this year but um I think he might be the front runner leading into the show. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I have that pick as well. Although I, I sometimes, you know, we get, we get surprised. Um, I could see in this category, Cody Smith McPhee or even Syrian Hines. Um, mm -hmm. Belfast has a lot of nominations and Syrian Hines is one of those performers who is just constantly expected to do such a high quality high quality work that he often doesn't get the kind of formal industry recognition um so this you know he would be my my dark horse candidate um uh for a surprise oscar but i i treat I, I agree with you that it seems like it's moving toward kotzer yeah um next up actress in a leading role 
We have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. I This is, for my money, maybe the most, maybe the hardest category to pick because those are all such incredible performances. Um, and, I, and I love every single one of these, these actors. But it does seem to me like it's, going to be between Jessica Chastain and Olivia Coleman. Um, personally, I would go with Olivia Coleman uh, for The Lost Daughter, but I feel like it's going to go to Jessica Chastain. I feel like there's a lot of momentum behind uh, her uh, performance and the campaign um, throughout the award season. What do you think? Yeah, um, I completely agree. <laughs> I think that, yeah, exactly. Jessica Chastain has run a really good campaign. She's been campaigning really really hard just trying to show all the work that she put into the the role but again Olivia Coleman is a an Oscar favorite so there's definitely a good chance that she ends up just like sneaking in there and taking a win for a performance that's not you know kind of typical of Olivia Coleman but um still a really really great performance absolutely next up there's a actress in a supporting role um, the nominees are Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, uh, Ariana DeBose for The West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Anjanu Ellis for King Richard. What are your takes on this category? This is not quite as tricky for me as actress in a leading role, but I feel like this is, this is also just so stacked. Um, uh, I'm going to go with Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Um, I think West Side Story may not earn a lot of, um, it got a lot of a nomina lot of nominations, but I'm not sure it'll, it'll win much um, at, this, at the Oscars, but she's just so electric in that role. And I feel like that is, this is one of those spaces where they will get recognition. Now, would I be surprised if say, Kirsten Dunst uh, won for Power of the Dog? No, but um, I, my heart tells me uh, that Ariana DeBose is, is uh, gonna win. Yeah, um, same here. I'm curious how how similar our picks are going to be. <laughs> yeah, I could also see Anjanu Ellis maybe taking it. I know Will Smith has been just like trying to push her up as well. So I think that could be another surprise for us in that category. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, again, yeah, it's I. It seems like this is an especially difficult category to, to pick this year. Um, okay, animated feature film. We have Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya the Last Dra and the Last Dragon. Who do you have here, Ryan? Um, I have Encanto just because of the recent push after it landed on Disney Plus. It's just kind of exploded um, on social media and just the world around. And anyone who has kids is probably tired of listening to it, but also can't help but recognize that it's, um, it is a really good film. So I think that that's um, probably where that category is going to land. Maybe the Mitchells versus the Machines. It kind of seemed like that was, um, might be able to pull something in with mm -hmm. uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller's track record of Oscar movies and um, them being attached to it in some way, but um, I think Encanto is probably going to pull away with it. Yeah. Um, I So Encanto is the first film that my uh, one-year-old watched, mm -hmm. and it managed to hold his attention. And if it can hold the attention of a one-year-old, uh, then it has to be magical. I'm, I'm yeah. going to go with Encanto. I will say that I... I I'm a little bit torn on this choice only because of the, um, because Flea is also in here and Flea, and you and I have talked about this before already, like just how, um, how jaw dropping Flea is. Um, and I, and I, I want Flea to win an Oscar. Mm -hmm. I just don't know if it, if it wins for animated feature film or maybe international feature film. But then I think about who it's going up against in international feature film. And I feel like there's a lot of momentum behind Drive My Car, The Worst Person in the World. So maybe it doesn't win at all, but I want it to win something so badly. 
Um, but I just, my heart just tells me that Encanto is, is it like, it's just, it's so electric. Um, and, um, you know, it's probably, you know, um, it's probably going to win in the, um, uh, original song category, but I mean, I want it to win all the awards. That's, I love it so much. Yeah, no, same here. Um, yeah, I, same as you absolutely loved fully. I thought it was so powerful and so moving. Um, but again, I just seeing what it's up against in the other categories, I think that sadly the, it, it still has a, a pretty great achievement of being nominated in three different categories for the film itself um, in best documentary, best animated feature and mm-hmm. best international feature. So um if it doesn't come away with the win, at least it has like a historic nomination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, uh, best cinematography. Uh, we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Who do you have here? Um, Dune. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna be saying that for the next seven technical <laughs> categories. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, what Greg Frazier did in Dune and I think with the recent push after people have seen the Batman recently, which he also shot, um, I think is probably going to help his case of this guy is doing some really great work and deserves to be recognized. That's great. It's hard to argue against that. Um, I finally got around to watching Dune three weeks ago and was so floored by the the visual choices um and uh especially with something that's so uh so difficult to manage um with the given the source text that it really the visuals are i mean they're they're just um uh transcendent now having said all of that um i i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go with a different choice here so here we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna split um, I'm going to go with the tragedy of Macbeth, um, because I, I, my gut tells me it's a, it's a, a beautiful looking film. Um, my gut tells me that there may, there are enough people in the industry, in the Academy who are big fans of that kind of, um, that kind of, of, uh, I don't want to say nostalgic, but that kind of throwback to old um, uh, expressionistic lighting and it doesn't hurt that it's black and white, but the kind of somewhat old fashioned form of, of, um, of shooting and lighting. And I think, and, 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 and framing. So I'm going to go with the tragedy of Macbeth. I may be wrong, but um that for me i don't know that tragedy macbeth wins uh that much it should win a lot it's it's such an incredible movie but um i feel like it i feel like it's going to surprise people and win best cinematography yeah um yeah i definitely say that uh it definitely deserves to be in the category and could definitely sneak in there and pull a win um next uh, the nominees are Cruella, Sierno, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Who do you have for this category? This one, so I have to admit, I have not seen Cyrano. Um, and it's been a while since I've seen Cruella. I, my, my gut tells me this is where West Side Story picks up a win. Um, the costume design of Dune is... Uh, just wondrous um but i feel like this is a category where the kind of old-fashioned you know spielberg's old-fashioned um uh salute to you know mid-century musicals is going to get one of the places it'll get rewarded um will be Mm -hmm. in costume design but i could i would be happy if it went to nightmare alley if it went to dune um because those are both uh uh, wonderful as well but I feel like this is a place where West Side Story is going to get something yeah um, the 
argument that I've heard against West Side Story is that it's a remake. So the, the costumes can kind of be like, they're definitely probably looking at the originals to kind of try and, you know, get a sense of what the costumes might be. Um, what I'm kind of seeing is Cruella. I think mm. that that could probably pull it. I think the last couple of years, any, any sort of Disney remake from animation to live action has kind of swept this category. So I think mm -hmm. that Cruella might um, take a win here. Yeah, I mean, nothing truly would surprise me. Um, Cruella is visually very appealing, yeah. Uh, directing, we have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Leckerish Pizza, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Who do you have for this one? One of the most prominent awards of the evening. Um, I'll start by saying that I think that probably the biggest snub of this entire Oscar is Denis Villeneuve not being nominated for Dune. Um, it's been nominated for almost every technical category. And I think that choreographing that and like bringing all those pieces together in such a masterful way should definitely have been recognized with a nomination at least. Um, but anyways, I think that uh, Jane Campion for the power of the dog is probably gonna pull away here with a win. Um, I think it's just recognizing a great filmmaker who's been um, kind of just making great films for the last 20 years and there I think that that's probably her that's going to be recognized and it's might be a kind of an excuse for not oh you froze for a second I lost you for a second oh, sorry. um so you were saying um you think uh Campion getting the best directing will be um an excuse for then not giving power of the power dog, of the dog something later yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, I could see that. I, 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 you know, two weeks ago, even I campaign would have been my, my, um, uh, my one hundred percent. You know, lock it down, put all my chips on the table, pick. But now I, I don't know. A, a little bit of a little bit of doubt is starting to creep in that maybe, um, you know, uh, maybe Hamaguchi, you know, is a surprise win here. Or maybe even Anderson, although I don't, I just don't, I don't see it happening. Um, no. I'm still going to go with Campion. I still, I still am most certain about Campion, but uh, more doubt has started to creep in in the last, the last couple of weeks. But um, I, I, I see your logic of, you know, um, maybe this is the, maybe Academy members are trying to, you know, split the difference here and you know, between say best, best director and best picture um, in terms of their, of their awards. Because I don't, I don't see power of the dog. I don't think power of the dog is going to win best picture. It might, but I, something tells me that it's either going to win one, either best picture or best director. Um, and best director seems more likely to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, next up, uh, best documentary feature. We have Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul. Oh my gosh, Summer of Soul is so good. Uh, and Riding with Fire. My money here is on Fleet. Yeah. 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 What about you? I um I really hope so. I haven't gotten around to Summer of Soul yet, but um with everything I heard that I think that that might be able to um pull a win here. I think um also having a celebrity directing um Mm -hmm. kind of gives it a little bit of a push of like oh yeah i know quest love i'll you know vote for his film and i think that that might kind of influence the voting a little bit oh interesting along with it being a really great film yeah um although i i, I am really rooting for fully i really hope that it just comes in there and sneaks a win in documentary yeah i mean fingers crossed uh okay documentary short subject this is always the category for me where i know the least uh, the nominees are Audible, Leave Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Ben and When We Were Bullies. Who do you got here, Ryan? Um, same with you. I don't really know. 
although um i did find out recently that four of the five are like super readily accessible for people to watch um lead me home audible and three songs for benazir are all on netflix and i think the queen of basketball you can find on youtube so um i'll probably be trying to check those out before the show i thought that that was really cool that you know usually the shorts you don't really know where to watch them other than like getting to a theater and watching yeah. all the shorts um but anyways um lead me home or queen of basketball maybe i'm not i'm not in sure <laughs> all right pick one you gotta mark. pick one you gotta pick um, one I think the queen of basketball. Okay. Just from the, what I've heard. Um, I think that that could be a good one. Uh, that's also my choice. Um, again, based on, I've not seen it, but based on what I've read about kind of how the momentum it has uh, queen of basketball for me as well. Film editing. Uh, we have here. Don't look up Dune King Richard power of the dog and tick, tick, boom. I'm going with Dune here. Yeah, um, I'm also going with Dune. I think there's definitely some argument for Power of the Dog um, and the way that the editing builds just tension throughout the entire film and Tick, Tick, Boom as well um, because it's a musical and there's a lot that goes into trying to time all your movements and your cutting to the music and the work that goes into that, I think, could also be one that sneaks in there. But I think that Dune probably has this. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is where Drive My Car is going to, to take home an Oscar. Um, I finally sat down and watched it. Um, I thought that it was really, really great. Um, Flea as well. Again, <laughs> I'm really hoping it can be recognized as a documentary because um, I think it has some really tough competition here with Drive My Car and Worst Person in the World. But I think that Drive My Car is probably going to be the winner. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the eyes of Tammy Faye just in part because of all the campaign that Jessica Chastain has done. And I think she's posted videos showing all the work that actually went into getting her into her makeup and hair. And I think that um, Academy voters being able to actually see that work is probably going to help boost that, uh, that category and that those people who worked on that. Um, Um, I think Dune, um, I think that they're probably going to recognize Zimmer here. Um, he's only won, I think, once before, and he's been nominated 10, 12 times. So I think that um, this score also is just really exceptional. Um, I, the, the thing that I keep hearing is that he in, like created a new musical instrument to make some of the sounds for the original score. And it's like, I don't think you can uh, surpass that kind of like ingenuity when it comes to creating a film score. So I think that Zimmer is going to be recognized here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would welcome that. I mean, that would be great. Um, it is remarkable. I, uh, um, I remember that's one of the things that students last semester, or students who, who went to the theater to watch Dune, that was the first thing they talked about was just how incredible the soundtrack was to experience that. And it felt like it was, you know, it'd be difficult to find a soundscape to match the kind of visual grandeur and scale that Dune hits you with. But they, every single one of them said, this is, this is the, the soundtrack that's able to pull that off. It's able yeah. to, it's able to match that sense of grandeur and sense of awe so I mean I would I would welcome uh, Dune winning in that category. So um, going from the score now to original song, we have um, best music uh, in in terms of original song. We have uh, "Be Alive" from King Richard, uh, "Dos Araguitas" from Encanto, "Down to Joy" by 
Belfast, No Time to Die uh, from the film, No Time to Die. And uh, somehow you do from the film Four Good Days. Why it is, I, I honestly don't know if, if it's a rule that you can't have multiple songs from the same film. But um, I know that there's been a lot of talk about the fact that in con the, the producers um, did not put up um, We Don't Talk About Bruno. And they should have because it is, it's a bop. Like it's, it, yeah. you know, um, it's great. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Dos Araguitas from yeah. Encanto. Yeah, um, same here. I think that and we don't talk about Bruno's also being performed at the Oscars. I think that every song here, with the exception of Damned Joy from Belfast, is being performed along with um, we don't talk about Bruno during the live show. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. That might be the thing I'm yeah. actually most excited for is the performance of <laughs> Sunshine and Canto. I just I've watched it a lot with with my kid, so it's mm -hmm. it's just it's like thankfully we're not you know it'll be a while before we get into like Frozen and all of that, but like right now it's all in Canto all the time, and I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, next category is production design. This one is really interesting. Uh, yeah. The candidates are, the nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story, all absolutely, absolutely stunning production design. Who do you got? Um, Dune. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to keep saying it. Um, I think that the sense of scale in the movie is absolutely mind-blowing, and I think that part of that is definitely the production design. Um, although, I think tragedy of Macbeth, I think has just like a really simple and like you said, kind of um, giving kind of um, acknowledging the, the German expressionism that kind of um, influenced it. And I think that it could maybe sneak in here if it doesn't win cinematography as like a kind of makeup um, win, but yeah. And Nightmare Alley too and West Side Story as well. Just like you said, just all really, really great practice. They're production so good. Design. They're so, they're so, so immersive. Uh, like you, I went with Dune. I just, the, I can't, I can't ignore the sheer scale of it and the, the, the sheer undertaking of, of making that world look and feel so real, so tactile. I can't, I can't, I can't ignore Dune there. And I would, as much as I, I love all of these films in this category, I would honestly be shocked if something other than Dune won. Just yeah. given given what Dune does, it's incredible. Uh, okay, so uh, in terms of other categories, I know very little about short film animated is our mm -hmm. next category. I have, I have to admit, I have not seen any of these. The nominees are Affairs of the Arts, Bestia, Box Ballot, Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper. Have you seen any of these, Ryan? Um, yeah, actually, I went to Circle last night and caught them all at a screening. That's and great. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I think Robin Robin is probably going to win um, just because, one, it's the only one that you can watch right now. It's on Netflix. Um, so I think it's the most accessible, like in terms of where to watch accessible content wise, I think the other ones are like pretty extreme and kind of like um, very artful, very beautiful animation in all of them and all very different styles. But I think that in terms of like accessibility and what people are going to like everybody is going to like or like you know a vast majority of people are going to like is robin robin I encourage you to check it out it's on netflix i think it's like 32 minutes which doesn't sound short but um <laughs> yeah um i thought it was really good well i'm gonna i'm gonna um respect your your experience your expertise here and i'm gonna also go with robin robin We'll see how it goes. I'm not. I'm not bold enough to pick something else. So, like your <laughs> yeah. your description sounds great. That makes sense to me. So, I'm going to go with Robin Robin as well. Um, now we have short film live action, and the nominees are Alakachu, Take and Run, 
the dress, the long goodbye on my mind. And please hold. Who do you have here? Um, I have the long goodbye. Um, I don't know much about any of them, but I do know that Riz Ahmed is connected to the long goodbye and I believe is starring in it. So I think that that's probably going to really help its case. Um, sadly, even if <laughs> some of the other ones might be better, I think celebrity attachment with these short films is definitely a factor. And it will certainly get it in front of more, it, it's, it's likely to get it a much bigger audience, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that, that matters for, you know, in terms of Academy voting. Uh, mm -hmm. Next up, sound. We have Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, Power of the Dog and West Side Story. I'm going with Dune here for much of the same reason we talked about before with um, original score. Um, I, to me, these are all great nominees, obviously, but it's so difficult to do, um, to do sound for any movie, let alone to create a soundscape that is entirely original. And that's what I see. That's what I see them doing in Dune. So I'm going with Dune here. Um, same here. Uh, um, for all the reasons that you just said, I think it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm st still absolutely shocked that it didn't pull any of the bigger categories. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, next up is best visual effects. Um, the nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Tens, and Spider-Man No Way Home. What do you have here? Uh, my, my instincts tell me that this is Dune's category to lose. Um, I, I think that if there were to be a surprise, maybe Spider-Man No Way Home, but I feel like Dune is just, I don't know, everything, everything in my, that I'm reading, everything that I'm thinking tells me Dune, it has this. Yeah, um, I completely agree. I think um, if you've seen the movie, the scene with the, um, when you finally see the sandworm is just incredible how great that looks. Mm -hmm. um you almost forget that it's computer generated yeah yeah and i mean uh and and for me i uh i went back and rewatched dune again um not too too long ago and i i was just so struck by the um the way the way that even though it's a it's a science fiction film and historically science fiction films tend to call attention to their effects more than non-sci-fi films. But in Dune, it just seemed to me like it was so seamlessly integrated that it felt actually the, the you know, the attack on the, um, the, um, uh, the Atreides, you know, House Atreides, right? Which is of course a big CGI fest, but it just looked so, it was all so seamlessly integrated that it seemed, so much more practical than I, I knew rationally it was. Um, and to me, that's such a, a, that's a sign of such incredible visual effects work. So I also went with Dune there. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I saw about um, Dune was the use of, they called it like a sand screen where they used like sand colored backgrounds for their green and blue screens instead of green or blue. So you get the, the like bounce light from those screens is sand colored. So when you replace that with like this desert um, world, it just looks like perfectly integrated. It looks like you're on like an, a live set that someone built and not just on a back lot. That's, that's really, that's really smart. I wouldn't have thought of that, but it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense mm -hmm. because it all feels very, very, it also feels very organic, which is a sign of great CGI work. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, now, we, now we're moving into two of the categories I feel like tend to give people the most trouble. Um, uh, writing, we'll start with writing uh, adapted screenplay. And the nominees here are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Who do you have here? Um, this one, like you said, is really tough. Um, and I think, um, original screenplay as well might be a bit of a challenge. Um, my heart 
leads to dune just because that it's like such it's when you when you read it it's not you don't it's really hard to like conceptualize how you might try and boil this all down to something like that you can put on film um drive my car as well is kind of a standout um turning a short story into this three-hour drama is um something that's also really really impressive and um i've also heard the same thing about the lost daughter i have not read any of that um author's work but from what i've heard that it doesn't exactly scream adaptation so um i feel like maggie gyllenhaal might get nominated or recognized in this category Mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of like oh we should really like it isn't a movie that's super accessible and that you can kind of throw on into the best picture category probably but i think that here might be the one place that it has its time to shine so i think that the lost daughter could probably sneak in here and um i'm probably gonna have to go with dune just Mm -hmm. just because my heart is telling me that's where i should go um but i think that there's probably a good chance that the lost daughter or drive my car could also pull a win here yeah i i had picked the lost daughter for the many of this the reasons that you've nicely articulated here i feel like this is going to be the 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 category where the work of it and it's a challenging text to work with where the work of of adapting um of adaptation uh, for the lost daughter gets recognized um, and just that the project itself gets recognized because i don't i don't see it um getting i don't think i have it winning any other awards so i think this is where i have it winning one yeah I think but the, man yeah go the, ahead the, oh the only other place that it was recognized was the two acting categories for olivia coleman and jesse buckley right right so. right right i and i i mean my my heart tells me that like gosh like the process of adapting dune is so it's just gotta be so maddening that i i i feel like that should earn it a lot of votes but also part of me thinks like maybe people are going to be like you know what dune you know people voted for dune for a lot of other stuff and so maybe they're going to give it to another difficult adaptation in the lost daughter so that's that's where my money is um uh now we get to original screenplay belfast don't look up King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world. Who do you have here? Um, I'm really stuck with this category. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Um, the there's a, a great love in the Academy for Brana, and um, I don't know if that's still holding. Um, but I'm thinking that. Paul Thomas Anderson might get recognized here. Yeah. Uh, Licorice Beats is an interesting one. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say that I, I just, I cannot see Don't Look Up winning. I can't, no. I just can't, I just can't see it. I mean, um, it, in my opinion, it's not, it's not a good uh, script. It's, it's, it, no. it doesn't, it doesn't really work for me. Um, I see your point about, about Brunna, especially because I, um i don't really see it in the cards for belfast winning uh that much if anything i don't know i don't think i have it winning a single thing in here um but uh i could see licorice pizza i i also i you know the worst person in the world is such a wild card to me because it, it shows up it shows up a few times and i i was not especially a fan of it um but it seems like it's got a hold on a number of folks in the academy. Um, but like you, I think ultimately I'm going to go with Licorice Pizza. I think I think this is this is the one place where Anderson gets and this film get recognized. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see it for Best Picture, um, but I could see it. I could see it here. This is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, Okay, this leads us to the last the one. category, the big one with all I guess not 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 just the last. There's there's one other mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> one other one after this. Um, 
But best picture, the nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Who do you got, Ryan? Um, <clears throat> despite the most, like, the recent, like, surge of Coda kind of getting a ton of wins at other award shows and kind of sneaking in as mm -hmm. the like feel good pick for everyone um i think power of the dog still might have it although i am getting i'm feeling very unsure about it I, I feel like um coda is definitely probably has a really good chance here um mm -hmm. just because of the way that the voting works um the everything they just rank all of them and it's rank choice voting so I feel like a lot more people are going to rank Coda as like two, three, and four, and not as many people are going to do that with the power of the dog. I feel like it's very, it's very divisive of like, that was good or that was not so good. Not, mm -hmm. eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, my, my money here is going to be on power of the dog. I think it still has enough momentum that it's going to, it's going to, win but i i i know exactly what you're talking about with like coda's also had a, a lot of momentum and maybe that points to maybe that po points to you know a similar momentum you know amongst uh academy voters um mm -hmm. i don't i don't think that i think that you know votes were cast before jane campion's uh bizarre comments about the williams sisters um yeah. and the kind of backlash against that um so i don't think that's going to have any impact but um but you know there is precedent for films having you know uh, you know earned earned awards in the lead up to the oscars that being a, a pretty good indicator not always but you know historically that's been a fairly accurate indicator but i'm still going to go with power of the dog as well um so okay so did we have any wild predictions for a surprise win? Um, I'm trying um, to think here if I had any. No. I guess mine might be Ariana DeBose might be one of my potential surprises or um, uh, um, or maybe Syrian Hines in Belfast. No. I think that was one of my potential surprises. Um, I had a question for you about Best Picture really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, despite the... Um, general feeling of what we think is going to happen on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, would you be willing to make a five or 10 year prediction of what you think maybe looking back at the Oscars, you might think, oh, people might be like, oh, maybe this was probably the clear winner and the Oscars got it wrong. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because uh, I see where you're going with this, because it's it's been it's often been the case that the best picture winner tend, tends to be rather forgettable compared mm -hmm. to some of its fellow nominees like Shakespeare in Love or, you know, um, uh, Ordinary People is often cited, right? Because it won out over Raging yeah. Bull. <laughs> and yeah. I, everyone talks about Raging Bull and no one talks about Ordinary People these days. Um, okay, so let's say like 10 years from now. Um, so my guess was Power of the Dog wins. Do I think that the power of the dog would still be talked a lot about in 10 years compared to some of these? No, I think, uh, I think that Dune, and maybe this is because of it's just its sheer scale, but I think Dune is one of those films that's gonna be talked about for a very long time. I think that in terms of its, its technical accomplishments, but also just the sheer quality of the cast and the, the creatives involved, that Dune is going to be talked about for a long time. Now, that'll also be informed by the one to three sequels that will have happened in that time. Um, but uh, films that I that I am positive won't be talked about <laughs> in ten years on this list. Uh, don't look up. No one's going to be talking about Don't Look Up in like three years, let alone ten yeah. years. Um, Belfast. I don't think people. I think Belfast is. You know, it's it's a fine film, right? Um, but I don't see people talking that much about 
you know, licorice pizza, maybe nightmare alley, maybe, um, if only because they're also connected to like auteurs Mm -hmm. and, you know, that like, I, you know, um, in class this last week, we watched boogie nights, right. We watched, um, Paul Thomas Anderson's boogie nights are a lot of people talking about boogie nights, you know, like 20 odd years after no, but people do still talk about Anderson. And so boogie nights gets talked about. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I know that's a bit of a cheat response to your question, but I could see, I could see Dune definitely being really talked about. Um, you know, um, I think power of the dog is going to win. I think, I don't think it'll be among the most talked about films on this list. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I think um, I'm, this was just like a ploy to get allow me to talk about <laughs> how uh, um, yeah. I can't believe that Dune hasn't been like talked about more in mm. terms of best picture because because it's been nominated and you know as like we went through like a lot of the technical categories it's like oh yeah I think Dune's probably going to sweep and it's like with all these other with all the pieces of the film have these um creatives that are just at the top of their game and are probably going to take home awards for their work and then the the piece that they've put together is not going to be nominated right is not going to win just is really baffling um i think the other one that um could is drive my car just because if he becomes more of an active filmmaker in the states i think that like kind of the same thing with paul thomas anderson this might be one that people return to just in terms of an auteur that yeah people really start to fall in love with yeah and i feel like and i feel like you know if if parasite hadn't taken hold um and won then maybe this would be a different conversation but i feel like parasite has shown that the academy is is more and more interested in stories being told outside of the u.s as like Mm -hmm. best pictures and not just as like the international like or foreign film right um so i could see yeah to your point i could see drive my car being talked about as kind of like a you know like a real breakthrough film for american audiences that kind of started a, a a longer you know love affair with the director um yeah yeah but it's you know like with with the best picture like the the best picture category is one of those like heavily freighted categories where it really carries a lot of the academy's historical bias right Mm -hmm. um and bias in favor of prestige pictures right in favor of like historical dramas uh in favor of um of you know often like very dark um uh bleak uh films and you know against um science fiction action uh comedy um you know there's there's a there's a kind of disconnect in that respect between the academy historically and kind of like general audience sentiment and that's i think that's one of the things that's contributed to the decline of the the academy awards as like a uh, as like a show that people tune into i think it's still as relevant as ever in terms of the broader conversation but in terms of like a thing people will tune into and watch mm, you know i think at a certain point audiences have just grown a bit tired of what they perceive not entirely incorrectly as a kind of elitism or snobbery um, that, that mm-hmm. they attribute to the Academy. And I think that's changed a little bit, but I think it's, you know, the fact that like we can have really incredible films that make a lot of money that are, you know, like Dune that are works of art. I mean, you know, let's yeah. be honest, Dune is a work of art. Um, and I say that not just as like a sci-fi fanboy, but like as a, you know, as a film scholar, it's a work of art, but will the Academy treat it as such by like giving it the best picture? award i just don't i don't see it but it'll i think it'll have far greater resonance than you know many of the films on that in the the nominee list this year yeah i agree um 
just some last little bits of predictions um yes. before we head into the show <laughs> let's see how spectacularly wrong we get these <laughs> yeah um how, do you think there's going to be more musical performances other than um the ones that they've announced so far which i think as as far as i know are the all the original songs except for down to joy um and we don't talk about bruno mm-hmm. um I don't think so. Only because they, the producers have made such a big stink about wanting to make the show more efficient. Mm-hmm. And they've taken so much heat for cutting categories that I think if they were to add any more musical performances, that people would be like, uh, what was this whole thing about you know cutting all these other categories out to make the show more efficient? So I, I think they'll leave it at that number. What about you? Um, yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of like oh did we really need this when we could have gotten like um these other categories be like recognized live on television yeah yeah um okay uh who do you think will have the best speech i'm curious to get your your read on this one um i think i think will smith has just been preparing his speech since like september i think that he's been really working hard to get up there and get recognized and that he's just going to have something really great for, for us when he gets up there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, yeah, this is a tricky one because on the one hand, uh, you know, best is such a a kind of uh, uh, a loaded term, but I think I I really want to, I just, I I so badly want to see like Will Smith up there like celebrating because he's just such a, He's such a fixture in the industry and you know he's given many many great performances so yeah it feels like there's a lot of weight behind him getting up there to talk to get this kind of you know ultimate recognition of his of his work um so yeah i i would also say will smith um with the caveat about the next question which is who might give the longest speech i also really want to see jessica chastain mm-hmm. give us i want to see her win because her work is great I want to see her do her speech because I, I think as you raised earlier, that's also going to be an opportunity for her to talk about this, um, this move by the industry to, um, you know, overlook or minimize the contributions of many of its, its below the line workers. And I feel like that could be the best speech. Mm-hmm. It also could very well be the longest speech because she wants to talk about this stuff. Um, yeah. So Jessica Chastain is my pick for longest speech for the, for that reason. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. I don't think anyone else, um, if they win is going to do something similar to that. Um, that kind of goes into my next question of if you think that, I mean, you kind of already answered it, but if you think more of there's going to be more um, from other winners about the kind of sidelining of these categories, some of which are like kind of essential, not kind of, they are essential to the filmmaking process and to creating a film that works on all levels. Um, You can't really have a great movie without it sounding good. You can't really have a great movie without a score that really sets the mood and the tone for the rest of the film. Um, I think that there's going to be some speaking out by those category winners um about yes. their yeah the show kind of pushing them aside so the categories i sorry i forgot to mention this before but the categories mm-hmm. that um are not going to be broadcast live um they will play taped pre-recorded yeah. um, moments which i honestly don't know how you save that much time by doing that but anyway um those eight categories are documentary short film editing Make a pair styling, original score, production design, animated short, live action short, and sound. So I, you know, that makes me wonder about other categories that were left that are also a bit more technical and below the line, or maybe less, you get less attention. Like maybe, you know, maybe this is a place where like cinematography, you know, when when that person wins, maybe they go up and make a point of saying, like, this is you know, this is unacceptable, right? As like a fellow kind of, you know, cinematographers aren't, aren't 
technically below the line, but like as someone who is, who is, um, who's often had to come up through the ranks of below the line labor, right. Mm. Um, and might feel a bit more affinity with them than, you know, um, like director or, or, um, or actors. So I could see, I could see someone in that category doing that. Um, I have a hard time imagining that like, you know, Will Smith getting award for best actor is going to be like, well, let me, let me take a, some time out here to talk about the need to include these. He could do that. And, you know, uh, but I kind of, I, I imagine if someone does it, it's going to be someone who is of a category that's closer to this. Um, like maybe your writers, maybe, you know, um, uh, maybe your documentary feature, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, my next question was, if you think that there's going to be any talk about the godfather because it was the 50th anniversary of its release yesterday i believe and i'm curious if you think that they're going to acknowledge that in any way um if they're going to have uh pacino duvall khan or um any of the other actors there at the show that's a great question i honestly even though i've been seeing non-stop media coverage of the 50th anniversary and lots of interviews with the creatives and you know um they're doing an incredible restoration of the <clears> film <throat> that i don't know if you've seen the splits of the original print and the restoration but it it looks gorgeous like it looks yeah. it looks so beautiful um despite all of that i actually hadn't thought about this until you raised the question uh in our in the um your outline that's a great question I, I could imagine I could imagine a kind of moment, um, maybe like right before they cut to commercial, they do a short segment where they play a kind of supercut of The Godfather and people kind of maybe maybe a little bit of talking head stuff, you know, maybe like a, a minute or two, and then in that in that interim while the audience is watching that they have. Pacino and Coppola and Khan and Duvall and Talia Shire, you know, come out. And then when the clip ends, like the lights, the stage lights come up and it's those people standing up there kind of, you know, bowing and, and you know, waving and thinking. And the crowd stands up and applauds, right? Um, and then, you know, they don't, they don't let them talk. They just kind of wave and do all that stuff, and then they like go to commercial. I could see that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I can kind of see the same, uh, uh, like a little bit of a montage or something from them. Um, to what you were talking about about the restoration, I actually did get a chance to see it um, at the 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 AMC's uh Dolby Theater and it was it was really really great to see it on such a like one of the biggest screens possible and really great sound system and yeah um it was a really great experience to go see that in the theater um but yeah I'm I'm really curious if they bring this up or not um just because it is like probably the the best and most influential piece of American filmmaking in the last 50 years, so. Yes, um, so you have one more question here and then I've got an additional question, a surprise question for you. So, okay. um, yeah, well, you, wanna, you wanna kick off your final, final question about the prediction? <laughs> yeah, um, so the Oscars have had it, um, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to hand out an award for this. Are they going to hand out like an actual Oscar for this? Do you know? I honestly don't know. I'm so I I am genuinely confused about how this is supposed to work. Yeah. But yeah. Do you want to um, do you want to just give a quick overview of what what they've done? Yeah. So this year they've introduced the Oscar fan favorite, and they've allowed voting through. I think the Oscars website and Twitter um, for people to vote on 
their fan favorite movie of the year. And the last time that they updated us on who was in the running um, for the fan favorite pick was Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, um, The Power of the Dog, Cinderella, uh, Amazon's Cinderella live action film that came out this year, uh, Dune, Spider-Man No Way Home, Sing 2, Malignant, Suicide Squad, Minamata, which I have not seen or heard anything about, and Tick, Tick, Boom. <laughs> yeah, Minamata, that's uh, Johnny Depp's film that no one, no one has seen, uh, probably even Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe this is just naive of me to go off of like box office of a film. I have not checked. I think you can monitor like where, where the voting is at. I would have to think that like Spider-Man No Way Home would, would ultimately prevail. But last time I heard, uh, I think Cinderella was doing really well. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard as well, that um, Cinderella was kind of in the lead, and I think that's extremely surprising. Um, I don't know really where all that voting came from for Cinderella. Yeah, and you know what, like, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what, how this works out. Like, it, is this just something where they just say to your question is this just something where they acknowledge that like yeah we had a fan favorite vote and cinderella wins and they just kind of acknowledge it but don't make a thing of like awarding it an oscar i just given the oscars historical and ongoing um aversion to honoring or recognizing popularity like general popularity I have a hard time imagining that they would actually award an Oscar statue based on this category. Um, but maybe, maybe what they do instead is just recognize it as an award winner and give it that publicity by saying, congratulations, you won the audience award, but it doesn't actually burn you and, and Oscar. It just feels like that would be that they they would see that the academy would see that as beneath them because basically that becomes like the people's choice awards right which yeah. has a much lower cultural status than the oscars yeah yeah and giving showtime to this fan voted thing and taking it away from those other categories that are not going to be in the live show seems um feel like they're just going to get a lot of backlash especially if they hand out an actual award for it yeah yeah i i i mean maybe we'll be proven wrong but it's something my, my gut tells me that there won't be an award an accounting award um passed out so uh who do you got here you, you think it's gonna be cinderella um yeah i mean that's, <laughs> you're, that's what i'm smiling <laughs> um that's what I've been hearing. I think that that's okay. probably right. going to be the pick. Um, would love to see Spider-Man No Way Home here because it wasn't actually nominated for Best Picture, which again is a whole nother discussion for mm -hmm. another day um, on what the Oscars chooses to recognize in Best mm -hmm. Picture and what they don't. Um, but yeah. Okay. So uh, you're gonna say Cinderella, I'll say Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I think you're gonna win that one. Okay, so my surprise question is, who do you think will be the last person um, uh, on the In Memoriam reel that they play? This is, this is every year, this is an ongoing matter of like debate. Yeah. They typically reserve that last spot for the person the Academy thinks is like was of the greatest importance and it's always it's always debatable right so who who would your um prediction be for for that i've got mine who do you have um, so i'm not really sure who would be in that list do you have a, a list of some sort of who's probably going to be recognized there let's see here let's see if i can pull one up um 
if I had to guess, um, mm -hmm. I think, I believe Peter Bogdanovich passed away this past year. And he did. I think, yep. I think that that might be the one that might be recognized because of all the work that he's done. Peter Bogdanovich is a good prediction. Um, so uh, I'm actually having trouble finding a list of film stars. Most of this is like, oh, the celebrities we lost. And it's a lot of non-film people. Yeah. Um, that's a good, that's a good, Peter Bogdanovich is a good choice. I, I feel fairly certain that Sidney Poitier is going to be the last person. Yeah. But I think Peter Bogdanovich gets a choice position in the reel. Like, mm -hmm. you know how in the reel, there will be some people get like a, a shorter appearance and some people get like a slightly longer appearance for people to kind of sit with it. But I mm -hmm. think Bogdanovich is going to be one of those people. Um, but my, my money is on it ending with Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now I, sometimes they make some wacky choices and sometimes, uh, yeah, there are times where fairly prominent people have been not present on the in-memoriam thing, but yeah. So that's, that's my prediction. That might be the only prediction I get right <laughs> about the entire ceremony. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, I think that's it. Yeah. 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 I, it's actually gone on a lot. <laughs> this is, this has been a lot longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you, Justin, for being here, and I'll talk to you again in a couple of days after the show. <laughs> <laughs>